Welcome to Taylor's Table, a podcast where we talk about what's cooking in the kitchen and in life. Taylor's Table is a production of Boss Pods Network, a division of Glades Media Radio Group. Welcome back to the table and thank you for joining me today. If you haven't already, I really want to encourage you guys to follow us on Facebook. I have a page on there for Taylor's Table. And if you just go on there, you can give us a like and then you can get information about upcoming episodes and just some details and stuff that I'd like to ask my listening audience. Now, I do want to mention that this episode today may be a little shorter than my past episodes. We are going to be talking about a very particular topic. And I also want to talk about a recipe. So we're going to start with the recipe and then we'll get into the main topic at hand. So my recipe for today is super easy. It's an air fryer pork tenderloin. Yes, it's super duper easy. So we normally get the marinated pork tenderloins that they sell in the stores. We get any flavor we prefer. And then we'll put it in the air fryer at about 375 for about anywhere between 25 to 30 minutes, depending on how much you want your pork done. It is absolutely delicious, juicy, works every time, and it's always delicious. The only thing I can say is please, please, please do not overcook it. So I would rather hit 20 minutes, check and see how it is, and then put it back in there versus having him over done because I have over air fried a pork tenderloin before and it definitely gets pretty dry. So for you, definitely want to make sure you go under because once you go over, you can't go back. It's kind of like with a steak, right? You always want to order it like medium rare or medium because if you order it medium well, it ends up coming out well done. You can't really send it back. I mean, you're just going to be eating a well-done steak. And I don't know about you guys, but whenever I go to a restaurant, I will send my food back if it's not correct because I'm paying for it. And I think that's important to advocate for yourself in those kinds of situations. I know it's not easy for everybody and I've worked in the restaurant industry before, but at the end of the day, I would rather you tell me that your food is messed up and give us an opportunity to fix it. than you never come back. Okay. So today's episode, we're going to talk about mobility and flexibility and kind of the differences between these two. And a lot of people actually use both of them kind of interchangeable. And that's not necessarily the case because they are different. And I think it's important to know the differences, whether you're somebody who exercises and works out, or if you're just somebody that likes to know some general knowledge about stuff. So I think it is very much an important topic because a lot of what we talk about here on the table is health in general. Okay. So physical, mental, um, and just being able to figure out what is healthy to us, what works best for us. And that's very important. Now, when you talk about mobility and flexibility and just the capabilities of the body, you have to take into a bunch of different factors. So first things first, you have to take in yourself. Okay. So your genes. Um, and I don't mean this in the sense of like, my family's big bone and that's why it's hard for me to lose weight. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about if you have certain genes, like if you've got any kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, PCOS, if you've got any kind of diabetes in the family, um, heart issues, things of that nature, like thinking about what your health is like and noting, okay, I got into a car accident when I was younger and it messed up my leg. I fell out of a tree when I was younger and it messed up my wrist. You know, just thinking about what areas of the body you've had any kind of traumatic situations happen to. And it could be falling off a horse. It could be falling off a bike. It could be falling out of a tree house. It could be, you know, getting in a car accident. It could 
could be multiple different things. And it could be things like maybe you played Pop Warner when you were a kid, and so you played football. So maybe you might have had some concussions that you weren't aware of, or you might have gotten hit in a certain area a little bit more often than the other parts of the body. So that area might be prone to injuries. Like for me, for instance, my ankle. My ankles are, I don't want to say they're weak, but I have rolled my ankles more times than I can count, especially when I was playing soccer in high school, and I have hit my shins a million times. So for me, those are areas of the body that I know are pretty much prone to some sort of injury or situation, or at least just a little bit more feedback, a little bit more talking than other areas of the body. Like I never really have issues with like my elbows and my, I don't want to say my shoulders because I have had issues with my shoulders before, um, but not so much anymore. Most of my issues stem from actually my knees because of the way that I sit at work because I do the little cross under my feet and I sit like that every day and I'm putting a lot of pressure on my knees, especially my left knee, because that's the knee that's getting yanked back. And it's not that necessarily the way I'm sitting is wrong or detrimental to my body. It's just, I sit like that all the time. And your body is very adaptable. We've talked about this in past episodes. Your body will compensate and it will kind of fall into the areas where it doesn't have to work that hard because let's face it, like your body is trying to do the least with the most. And I say that in the sense of it will compensate certain areas of the body. So it's not having to work as hard as it could if you're having to recruit the correct areas. So when I say that, think about the fact of people and their posture. Okay, this is a really good example. So your posture is how you hold yourself 90% of the time, okay? I would say the other 10% of the time is when we're sleeping. But the 90% of the time is how you were holding yourself. So if you're slumped forward, your shoulders are rounded forward, and that's kind of your normal, when you go to do certain exercises and mobility work and flexibility work, you're starting from a place that isn't necessarily the most conducive to what you're trying to get out of it, right? If you're wanting to stretch certain areas and you're rounded forward and you're very closed off, you know, not only is your body kind of in this state of just down energy, downward energy, it's also not very open. And in order to really get into certain areas of the body and to move that energy around, you've got to be open to that. So for instance, your posture directly affects pretty much everything else in your body. So if you do have any kind of shoulder issues, hip issues, foot issues, check in with your posture. And if you're somebody that drives a lot, there's a headrest for a reason. You are technically supposed to be upright with the back of your head against the headrest. So maybe you're somebody who has a lot of neck issues, migraines, and shoulder problems. Check and see if your head isn't protruding forward or not. So posture really does matter. And you're maybe thinking to yourself, well, Taylor, you said this episode's about flexibility and mobility. Yes, but like I said, you want to start from a good starting point. So you want to find that neutral pelvis. You want to find the part where your shoulders are stacked over your hips, your hips are stacked over your ankles. This is a lot easier to explain in person when I can show you the different things. But regardless, I just want you to pay more attention to the people around you and their posture and the way that they hold themselves and see what kind of energy you're picking up on? Do they feel very outward energetically? Are they very open? Are they, you know, standing proud and tall or are they very closed off, very, you know, hindered in that way? So, and for me as a yoga instructor, you know, I check out people's posture constantly, but I'm also not checking in with mine enough. So that's something I've been working on, especially in the last year and a half, because I want to be able to move functionally for the rest of my life in a way that is pain free. That is what I want. That to me is the definition of health is being able to move in any way that I want without pain or resistance.
And that, to me, is my definition of health. When we come back from this break, we're going to jump into flexibility, mobility, the differences, and why you need to be caring about it. Be sure to check out our great podcast on hefepods.com. That's spelled J-E-F-E pods.com. You'll find an ever-growing selection of shows, some of which are hosted by your favorite radio personalities, from popular English language shows to the hard-to-find Spanish language shows. Check out the newest episodes of Taylor's Table, the Haunting or Not podcast, and more. They can all be found at hefepods.com. That's J-E-F-E pods.com. And be sure to tell a friend or two or three. back inside the table. Okay, so let's get into the nitty-gritty of all this. Flexibility, by definition, is the ability of a muscle or muscle groups to lengthen passively through a range of motion. Passively is relaxed, okay? Mobility is the ability of a joint to move actively through the range of motion. So we see the two differences there, right? One's passive, one's more active. And it's not only the muscle stretching over the joint, but it's also how far the joint moves within the joint capsule. So mobility also takes into the account the component of motor control within the nervous system. And you also have to think about the way that your body is built. Not everybody has the same length femur. Not everybody has the same length of their forearms. So you have to take into consideration that and how well the joint is moving within the joint capsule and how that feels. So how do you figure that out, right? Well, you move your joints around. And one of the best ways to do that is take your wrist, okay, make a fist, and then start rolling your wrist around. Now, when I say this, don't just go wonk, 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 wonk with the roll, okay? Like, act like you're really deliberately rolling your wrist around and just see how it feels. No pain? Great. If you've got a little bit of pain, a little resistance, maybe you need to work through the mobility a little bit more. Now, this is just the mobility part. It's just moving your wrist on your own. When you flex your hand, or excuse me, flex your wrist, your fingers pointing up towards the ceiling, and you pull back on your fingers, that's flexibility. Because the hand's not really doing anything at this point. I'm using something else to create create that range, to create that stretch in itself. So mobility refers to how the joint moves through its normal range of motion. The range of motion varies depending on the type of joint. For example, your knee joint moves backward and forward, but it can also rotate inward and outward slightly. Ball and socket joints in your shoulders make it possible to lift and lower your arms and move them in a full circular motion. So you can't necessarily do that with the knee joint. Okay, You can only go one way and the other way. The femur for instance, like the hip joint and the shoulder joint's a lot more mobile. The shoulder joint's actually the most mobile that you have in your body. And that's typically why it has the most issues, especially when you take into account not just posture and how you hold yourself when you're awake, but also how you sleep. I know everything is connected to everything. Flexibility is the ability of a muscle to stretch temporarily. Think of your muscle like a rubber band. The more flexible it is, the more easily you can stretch it. Although flexibility plays an important role in mobility, it is not that important in and of itself. Because again, flexibility is passive. Flexible muscles help improve how well you move your joints, and that's why flexibility is an important component of mobility. But it's difficult to move a joint if the muscles and tissues surrounding it are too tight. Tight muscles can pull on a joint, causing it to become misaligned and unstable. So like I said before, 
overcompensating. Your body will overcompensate in areas so that it doesn't have to work as hard. So if your hip joint is super tight, it's going to find somewhere else to put that. And say, for instance, it goes down into the knee joint or it maybe goes up into the shoulder joint. There's a lot of different components here, depending on what it is you're doing, how you're doing it, and so on and so forth. So for good mobility, you need a mixture of muscular strength and stability in addition to flexibility. So the structure of your joints and surrounding ligaments and tendons can affect your mobility. And keep in mind that even if your flexibility is good, you can still have poor mobility. Okay. So like I said, they are very important and they are, they kind of go hand in hand with each other, but they're not the same thing. And a lot of people use flexibility and mobility interchangeably. And that's not the case here. So some flexibility tips would be to not consider stretching as a warm up. You may hurt yourself if you stretch cold muscles. That way they say, you know, go for a walk, go for a little run or something first off and then stretch your stuff. Don't bounce. So a lot of people, when they come into butterfly pose, they like to bounce the knees up and down. Don't do that. Okay. Just hold it there. Hold your stretch. That's the next tip here is to hold it for an extended length of time. No, not five minutes, but longer than just five seconds. Don't aim for pain. Pain is not a good indicator of anything, aside from the fact that something is going on in the body. The body does not consider itself safe, and it's sending off little pain signals like, we need a problem. We have got an issue here. You know, I'm going to send these pain receptors to this area because something's not right. Okay. And that's what that is. Again, pain, that's a whole nother episode we got to talk about because the idea of the sensation you get when you're in pain versus what is actually painful, it's a whole different neuroscience. And it's, it's, it's very fascinating to, le- to read about, to learn about, but it is something that is a little, I don't want to say nuanced, but it definitely is something that not everybody agrees with or believes in, but it is a legitimate thing. So keep up with your stretching. Okay. If you're only doing stretching two times a week, you're not going to get very far. Okay. You need to have persistence. Okay. Now mobility tips, your joint range of motion is key. So move your joints first. Okay. So let's talk about the wrist joint again. Okay. It's very much a, a, a joint that can roll around. Okay. And it can flex and extend. And then you can really make a fist and hold that joint steady. Okay. Another thing is you've got your elbow, elbow, elbow joint. I don't know why that was so hard for me to say, just bending and straightening the elbow, right? Making sure that that's not painful and then extending the arm and then rotating the arm out and in, making sure that's not painful or making sure it doesn't have a ton of resistance and then being able to lift your arm overhead and forward. You know, these are all moving into that range of motion which could be affected by your flexibility and the tightness of these muscles around the area, around that area. So move with the strength, control, and stability. So like I said before, you're not just flopping your wrist around. We're moving it with intention, control. One of the big things they talk about is what's called CARS, which is controlled articular um, rotations, and it's moving the joint through all the different ways that it's supposed to in a controlled manner. So some people also encourage you to use a foam roller for, for help with mobility stuff. Um, it can be a little saucy sometimes. So just throwing that out there, moving gently and moving regularly, because if you don't use it, you lose it. And that is 100% a thing, whether you're walking, flexing, um, working on your mobility, biking, whatever it is, if you're not continuously doing it, and it doesn't have to be every single day, but at least every week, every other week, if you're not continuously doing it, you will lose it. That is 100% a thing. So what are some of the reasons why? Why should you even care about this? Now, number one, because it's healthy. 
Okay. You want to be able to move pain free and it's very important to continue to move your body. It provides an outlet for self-expression. It allows you to move through your body and become more connected with your body. And it also helps move not just energy, but emotions. Sometimes we get stuff that gets stuck certain areas. And this may be a little woo for some people, but to me, I feel like if you don't take care of your stuff mentally, it will manifest physically, whether it be pain in the body or just a little bit of aggravation or some tightness. Okay. So think about where you hold your tension at. Think about these areas of the body. Are you moving those areas a lot? If not, get to it. Okay. Get to it. Take a break from your everyday challenges and responsibilities and just move your body. You don't have to have a whole sequence. Just move it around. That's all that matters is that you're just moving your body in different ways than you normally do. So if you're somebody who's a runner, constantly running forward, run backwards sometime, run side to side, change it up a little bit. It's good for the brain and it's good for the body. And I think it's really important that as we continue to get older, we don't lose this. We don't think, oh, when I hit 50, I can't work on my mobility and flexibility anymore. Oh, when I'm 80, I can only do yoga this way. No. No, find what works for you and continue to do it. And if you do have questions, comments, concerns, when it comes to moving your joints in certain areas, talk to a doctor, talk to a physical therapist, or talk to a friend of yours that maybe is really well-versed in yoga or exercise and just be like, hey, what are some things that you think I should do every day to help with my mobility? And I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I know I always enjoy recording these things, so I will see you guys next time here at the table. Thanks for tuning in to Taylor's Table, a production of Boss Pods Network, a division of Glades Media Radio Group. We hope you'll join us during the next episode of Taylor's Table. Feel free to email Taylor at gladesmedia.com if you have any questions or recipes you'd like for us to share on the show. 